Welcome to the Companion to the Perception Check, Episode 2. And tonight we're doing a segment we call Chaotic Mean, where we discuss alignments and how they affect gameplay and approaches to them. Tonight I'm joined by... Zachary, one of the DMs for the group. And Seth, who's just a member of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, guys. Alright, so to, to kick this off, Alignment. It it seems on a on a on the surface it's it's pretty easy. You choose you choose your character's alignment: good, neutral, chaotic, lawful, evil, somewhere in between. But it seems that playing that is is much more much more difficult. Would you guys agree? Yes. Yeah, especially if you're one of the uh, partially neutral ones. It's hard not to slide to either side. I I, I agree. Um, and so in, in, in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, we, we've got nine mapped, um, but we'll be discussing ten total here in the, in the grid. And we've got Lawful Good, Lawful neutral, lawful evil, neutral good, true neutral, which we're going to discuss here with unaligned, neutral evil, chaotic good, chaotic neutral, and chaotic evil. Let's start with lawful good. Now, I see lawful good as I do the good, I do I do what is right under the law no matter who it hurts. Does that seem a fair assessment to you yeah, guys? They, they get pretty stiff. They have a strong, um, strong understanding of duty, and um, they, they really want things to be governed under ways that help everyone. But they still want a pretty strict set of rules to ensure that. That they're very big into structure, like good for all through structure and and tradition and. Just the typical things that all lawful alignments are largely for, except they tend to look out for things more than themselves. Okay. Traditionally, except uh, except some in 4th edition and in 5th edition, paladins used to be able to be lawful good and nothing else. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that would make sense. The, the paladin... In theory, is supposed to be a a guardian of, for lack of a better term, light on on the yeah. the, the lawful side of the spectrum. Yeah. And then, Just different things that uh, that really embody the lawful good are, of course, you got the dwarves who have their long historical traditions, but. Are always in it to help one another, and are often willing to go out to help others. That's very lawful good. The general dedication to justice that halflings have, and those are both two very lawful, um, lawful good races, and are paragons of that usually. Mm-hmm. 
Well, next up, we under that, we've got Lawful Neutral, which... I, I take Lawful Neutral as... It's okay. It, more of a... It's okay as long as it's legal. <laughs> kind of a view. Um, the, some of the best descriptions of, of these alignments, because uh, the alignments have you know, existed largely the same except for 4th edition since the beginning. The 2nd edition player's handbook had some of the best ones, I thought. And the way they described uh, Lawful Neutral was you have a strong dedication to laws and tradition and history and group uh, solidarity and such, but you don't really give much thought to whether these traditions are good or not. The tradition is itself a goal. I can, I can agree. I can agree to that for for lawful neutral. That would definitely. I mean that that would definitely fit. As I, as I would see it, if you're playing a, a I guess a, a druidic character, yeah, you would you would be a you're you're honed to your tradi- the traditions of of the druids and the and maybe of even of your people more so that as long as it tends to go in line with as long as they tend to sync, I would say, yeah. Of course, you really don't find any say druids who come from places where there's, you know, human or humanoid sacrifice. Evil ones do some of that. <clears throat> human sacrifice doesn't usually line up with lawful that well. <laughs> yeah. Well those are the neutral evil druids. We'll get there. <laughs> and now we come to one of my and and, and I, I I will admit this is currently my my favorite um, alignment of lawful evil because that to me that that screams cerebral Lex Luthor ish supervillain. <laughs> yeah, you and me are, are like on that. When we when I think a lawful evil pop culture character, I think Lex Luthor. Or maybe Amanda Waller, but we'll yeah, cover that some other episodes. I think Amanda Waller is a little closer because Luthor isn't opposed to bending the rules to well, achieve his goal. I, I don't see I don't see lawful evil opposed to bending the the rules either. They just prefer to keep it in the rules. But you know, if if no one's looking, hey, they're still evil. <laughs> They they want to do things within the legal channels, and if they can't, they want to make it at least look legal. So this is where mob boss characters fall. They, <laughs> they can. I, I, I see that. You know. And the cool thing is you can easily make an anti-hero character of this alignment, and they can often find a place in a good party, which you can't say really for the other two evil alignments. Yeah. I don't know. Megan's chaotic evil, or chaotic mean, I should say, tends to fit in pretty well. And she does jump from lawful good to chaotic mean very quickly. 
I think she's lawful good. Are you sure she doesn't good. have one card? <laughs> yeah, she's lawful good. She's lawful good, but she's impulsive mean. Nominally. She's lawful good nominally. <laughs> All right. Moving moving on from, from lawful evil here, we'll, we'll move down the uh, neutral category and start with back at the top of the nine grid here of neutral good. Which I, I view neutral good and you may have difference of I try to do what I think is right and that may not fall within lawful or evil definitions that you hold. I have a I have a I have a code of honor and if I say I'll keep my word I tend to keep it. Yeah, you follow your but really what what's good is good and you don't really um, I mean, it's not that you don't ignore the rules, but you're more willing to stray from them or break a promise or something than, say, a lawful good character would. Seems to me it the would kind be of a lot very less. Bad, it seems kind to me it would be a lot less matter. rigid. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, the gnomes are extremely pragmatic, and a lot of them are neutral good. And now we come to the split here. We've got true neutral. And Zach, you wanted to touch base on unaligned as well. Yes. Um, in in fourth edition, these were the same thing. But in most editions, uh, they weren't. Um, true neutral is an actual choice. Um, you kind of stay away from moral questions if you're true neutral. Um, it's what you think is rather good for you at the time without being overly selfish or overly um, generous. Uh, unaligned usually applies to creatures that where moral questions not only don't come up for them or they don't think of them, they can't. Like most animals, constructs, um, those sorts of things. Um, like a golem just does what it's told because that's what it's built to do. It doesn't think, so it can't have a moral outlook. Hmm. Well, something that's neutral just chooses not to think of moral questions. So you would you would place it. A, a something that cannot comprehend things like good and evil is unaligned, while someone who can but chooses not to goes through and uh, is it, it would, would could be a true neutral. Yeah, a true neutral. It, pretty much, if you're a sentient creature, you have to have an alignment. So unaligned's not even an option for you. But you, you still can choose not to have it really come up, which is how I see what true neutral is about. Respect is good. Latinum's better. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's move on to neutral evil, which I have a harder time wrapping my head around. 
Well, they have done some changes in 5th edition that I think make it a little easier for those of us who have read some of the books. Um, they've made Drow neutral evil, which I think is really about time that they did that, because they are, I think, the quintessential neutral evil creatures. They can organize, but there's a lot of cloak and dagger stuff that happens within their society as they sort of try to claw over each other to get it, to get advancement. Mm -hmm. They can, they can organize. They're not all at each other's throats. They're not all violence, all bullying all the time, but they're also not in it for the group really either. The group's just sort of an, a useful end that works better than them just trying to, well, just chaotically scramble completely on their own. Okay, so so you you view neutral evil as I'll I if as a last resort I have to get some sort of party together at that point I'll consider joining, but I need to have something that I can pull over the rest of them to get them to do my will. Well, they'll form a group even if it's useful, but a group is basically even if you think about Drow, Drow really don't have friends. They have allies. That's sort of how you could see how a neutral evil person interacts with their party. Okay. They, they so, don't see people, they see assets. So would you say to an extent it can be evil for evil's sake? Um, in the case of Yugoloths, which are the neutral evil fiends, very much so. Um, and if you think of the... Uh, Normally, a lot of times, the alignments are placed on a grid. But in the outer planes, these alignments, other than neutral, are sort of on a wheel. Mm -hmm. Neutral evil is not only between, um, between chaotic and lawful evil horizontally, it's below them vertically. Because, I mean, it's technically called neutral evil, but it has been called pure evil in the past, which can be a way of looking at it. Alrighty, well, let's move on then from there to chaotic good. Now, the the chaotic side tends to be, as as I view it, a harder one to to play with because I think most people view it as pushing the red button whenever a red button appears, just to push the red button. <laughs> I think a lot of people play chaotic neutral and chaotic evil that way. I think most people who play Chaotic Good manage it. Um, chaotic Good, I actually see mapping very closely to utilitarianism. It's very much, I'm going to do what is right for the greatest number of people, and I don't care what exactly that entails. A Chaotic Good person, although they're still always looking out for the greater good, can murder with a clean conscience if it's uh, can murder, steal, lie, break promises, all that stuff um, with a clean conscience as long as it furthers um, the greater good. Okay, I can, I can see that. It's actually very, uh, we'll get down into it probably later, but it's very hard really to have an action 
not count as something that would invalidate a chaotic good character as long as the motivations remain a certain way. Well, let's move on here to, to chaotic neutral. And as as we get closer to, to chaotic evil here, I think the 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 player character difficulty ramps up. Yeah. because um, chaotic neutral, there they you know, there's no at least I you know even as you as you put it with at least with chaotic good there's you know some sort of greater good you know I'll kill this mob boss because suddenly half the people in the city no longer are fearful and are able to be prosperous but there's no real way yeah. to do that on a chaotic neutral line well, I, I we uh, privately talked about chaotic neutral, and we kind of disagree about it. But I think chaotic neutral is very much um, impulse driven. But a lot of people I know like just have seen play chaotic neutral as there's no reason for anything they do. There is a reason; it just can change. Uh, they're rather ruled by whimsy and impulse, but. They still have overall goals. They're not just going to do stupid stuff for no reason. And they also, even in the 5th edition book, it says pretty much a chaotic neutral person values their own personal freedom pretty much above anything else. And don't like to have any real rules or restrictions placed on their behavior. It doesn't mean they won't follow the rules if they feel like it. They just don't like to they don't like the constraints. Wouldn't uh, can't wouldn't chaotic neutral to an extent be controlled almost by avarice, and you're kind of doing what's best for you regardless? Not really. A chaotic neutral person can do something generous just as often. It's just they don't really they don't they don't feel really any constraints. They're not necessarily out for themselves. But they, uh, but whatever they want is they want it, and they're gonna do it. Okay. And now on to what I think is the hardest alignment to to play, and that is chaotic evil. I think it's actually very easy to play. I think it's very hard to have in a party, though. Like as a DM, dealing with a player with it. Because chaotic evil is very much, um, it is probably selfishness at its rawest uh, form, and there's not even in really any big goals for a chaotic evil character. It's just violence, bloodlust, rampant greed, immediate gratification of any whim, lots of bullying and terrorizing of others. I mean, when the two most those common chaotic evil races are orcs and gnolls. You kind of have the picture right there. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we have got the basics down of the alignments, place... Uh, I, I've noted it as play style, but I guess it, it would be more of a combination of... of well, I guess play style, because it, it, it really is a, a combination of how, how, as a DM, you allow these or, as a player, you want to play it. Um, 
I've got noted as I, I've noted as hard playing and soft playing. Hard playing is your alignment is this is how the world is and it doesn't doesn't change. The example I have is I cannot kill because it is not lawful, a lawful good character. A soft play where a lawful good character might be willing to kill for the greater good, but only as a last resort. Uh, I, I see it uh, not so much as hard play, soft play. I like your, I like your examples. I see it as action based and motivation based. Um, the Neverwinter Nights games, um, and is more like the action based. When you take certain actions, it pushes your alignment a certain way, or you know your actions are specifically labeled as lawful, chaotic, good, or evil. Soft play is, yeah, what's really at stake in your, uh, in your alignment is how you view the world. That makes it a little hard to change in most cases, but in many ways it's much more forgiving to the players. What I have to say also is maybe even in the same game you might want to um, employ both of those, depending on who, who it applies to. Because a paladin even gets gets their powers from their oaths, which is swearing fealty to some great cause, action probably really does matter a lot for them um, in terms of alignment and how it should be dealt with. Probably for a fighter who just gets their power from swinging, you know, just from training with weapons, it probably doesn't matter so much. And you can more afford to use soft play a lot more. Okay, I, I can I can agree to that. Because uh, I, I do see it as, as as I've said, I think hard play is, is or action action based is harder. I, I, I think in, in many cases that's harder on the on a player. Because you really have to sit through and and take the time to say, okay, you know, is this legal? Is it not? And I think that can also lead to a strain on a strain on a, uh, a DM if he's not trying to set up, say, a a, a situation where. They're in a, a town of, of thieves, but thieving is only okay as long as you don't do X, Y, and Z, and the players don't know that. Yeah. While, you know, a, a softer or motivational play will allow allow the players to go through and choose their actions that that's, is more like the, how the, the lens of how they view the world. Any any thoughts, Seth? Um, I personally uh, would find it very difficult to play do the hard play because strict guidelines in my personal life and in my gaming life are difficult for me. I I need to, I need free thought, and uh, so I lean more towards soft play. I enjoy it more because 
I can make decisions on what I think my character would like, not what this prescribed guideline says I have to do. Okay, I I I agree with that. That I I think I think the the softer motivational based uh, play style lends it to more realism in some ways because it it allows you to really have those ethical quandaries for for a party. You know, even even if you do have a have a paladin in there where you know their their oath to protect, you know, they their oath is to protect the the weak at all costs. And I think uh the fact that you're in parties kind of contributes to soft play because in theory the people around you should affect your perception of the world. You may have come in very stringent, very very stringent, very lawful, very I don't break rules, but when you see from another perspective, then you're like, okay, I see why they broke that rule. And, and also, a lot of times people, when they make parties, I mean, we are the same way. Not everyone's the same alignment. I mean, uh, in the Children of Gift campaign we're doing, uh, Kevin, you're a lawful evil elf. And everyone else is good, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that 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 does make for some, you know, some interesting of how 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 does a, a lawful evil character do their nefarious schemes while in the in the company of nothing but good people? Obviously, not easily. Probably not at all, because I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Which. Your your plan brings us on to our our next topic, which is the the malleability of alignment. So my my first question is how how do you deal with a a, a player that see their their alignment seems to quickly change within a game? My example is Megan going from lawful good to chaotic mean in less than a dice roll. Um, and and seems to to be staying that way. Uh, again, it's probably a hard versus soft thing, as you put it. Um, if her worldview hasn't changed, depending on her, well, lawful good, yeah, that that could present some problems. But um, technically, if her worldview and motivations don't change according to soft play, she's fine. Mm-hmm. But if well, again. It probably also matters the uh, the degree of the action. I don't think she's crossed any lines yet. She's come close a couple times, maybe. She has. She has <laughs> towed that line. What, it, what, what, what was the what was the line? Um, going to um, standing right up next, or standing outside, but not but face pressed right up against the box. <laughs> okay, so. Then how would you do you allow big shifts in alignment? For example, in the in the GIF in the GIF campaign, my lawful evil gold elf would could there be a situation? Now this is not a sudden um, shift, but through the campaign from lawful evil, maybe even on up to lawful good. Um, well, the way I would handle it is one you would have to step you would have to cross through intervening alignments first 
you would be lawful neutral probably somewhere in between. And if you were, like, if, if it were real, that's probably the kind of change, moral change your character would have. It probably wouldn't be sudden. Mm -hmm. um, and there are things that can cause really sudden changes in alignment. So um, there's a card in the deck of many things that actually flips your alignment. Um, also, there are things that can change it. For example, um, falling under the influence of certain monsters, um, spending too long on some of the outer planes. Uh, uh, okay, agreed. Uh, but I'm... I suppose I should have phrased it. I mean, outside of 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 something like that. So just you you don't go through any other planes. There's no magic involved. No possessions. Mm. Would you well, would you allow through through you know not again like you come in level one as as a lawful evil character by the time you hit. Level twenty, at the the end of the campaign, a a movement away from the evil. Maybe they're not lawful good. Maybe they've only moved slightly up to lawful neutral. Yeah, I'd allow something like that. In fact, it's it's great for a lot of character growth arcs if you want to like tell that sort of story on your throughout your campaign with your character. I uh I often find myself. I, I will choose an alignment to begin with, but as I start playing the character, it doesn't feel right, and I start shifting in a different direction. I try to keep myself in check, but uh, with the bard character that I've been playing, I think on my sheet it says that I'm lawful good. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. But I've found myself making more neutral good decisions, bordering on chaotic good at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might be chaotic good. That's what uh, that's what elves tend to be. But you might have been something else. I'm not sure. I don't have the sheet in front of me. I but I yeah. I do feel myself shift at times, and I'm like, am I going to get yelled at? Nah. <laughs> well, no. The we we tend to do. I the, usually let it inform. I I usually just let it inform the players how they're supposed to act, and usually don't think about it too much unless you guys did even more than you tend to do. <laughs> you say that like we play out of your uh, normal parameters sometimes. Oh yeah, we don't do things like break the campaign. Or plane shift every third move. <laughs> or use the command spell to get out of the final boss battle. <laughs> yeah, we would never do things like that. I'm amazed yeah. you still play with us at all. We're monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, you know, you know, you, we should do a campaign sometime when they make trolls playable. <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that we have reached the end of our first ever chaotic means segment. I'd like to thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank my guests, Zachary and Seth, for joining me. And we will see you next time on Companions of the Perception Check. Y'all have a great day. Good night. And good luck. I would like to thank all of our guests, as well as thank bensound.com for our music, Extreme Action. You can find them at bensound.com.